Welcome in to Lockdown Blackhawks for Wednesday, January 29th, 2020. It is still, well, not the All-Star break anymore, but it's the Blackhawks bye week. It is dragging on, but I hope you've liked the show so far this week. Monday, we talked to Len Casper. Tuesday, my Madhouse podcast partner, James Naveau, jumped on the show with me for Talk Back Tuesday. Today, we've got a little bit of Hawks news and a couple things to discuss that have sort of uh, dripped in over the last couple days that I wanted to get to. Uh, and then just two more shows until the Hawks play a game that counts again. Boy, this is a really bad time for a bye week. I'm sorry. It's been too long. The Hawks have not played a hockey game in over a week. It's no, no, this is too long. This is unacceptable. All right. First, I want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast. Voicemail 708-653-0572. Send an email to LockdownBlackHawks at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. I almost said the wrong thing. And follow the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast on Twitter at Madhouse Pod. And of course, my personal account at jayzawaski 670 So first thing I want to get to, this happened last week uh, that the Blackhawks signed uh, goalie Matt Tompkins to a contract, and it seemed like kind of a minor deal at the time, but it got my attention a little bit, and it made me start to think, this is an insurance move in case the Hawks want to trade Robin Leonard or Corey Crawford or both in the unlikely event they trade both at the trade deadline. Both Crawford and Leonard are scheduled to be unrestricted free agents. Robin Leonard has already said he's not taking a hometown discount. Corey Crawford has said he's not going to sign on to be a backup. So questions need to be answered here in the Blackhawks situation and goaltending situation and we're not really going to know this is I don't want to say it's a problem that the Hawks are in playoff contention but it changes the plans a little bit if they're going to be in the playoff race at the trade deadline and Stan Bowman and Jeremy Cowden want to keep their jobs it's gonna be hard to believe they're going to sell off completely and look maybe they ride Robin Leonard to the playoffs and hopefully through you know a round or two or maybe a Stanley Cup who knows I don't know. It's really hard to predict where they're going to be right now because the Hawks, as soon as you feel like they're going to go away and you feel like they're not going to be a factor, they're not going to be a contender, they get hot and they start to play well and they get right back in the race. As it stands, as of this moment, I'm recording this on Tuesday evening, as I always do the night before, the Blackhawks are right there within striking distance of a playoff spot. Now, when they start to play again, they'll probably be a little further out because they haven't played in so long. But the games in hand thing will be advantageous for them. As it stands right now, there are three points out of the final playoff spot. Arizona and Vegas are one and two. They're both tied with 57 points. Arizona has one more win than Vegas, and they've also played one fewer game. That's why they get the tiebreaker. The Jets and Hawks are three and four in the wild card standings, both with 54 points. The Jets have one more win. Then the Blackhawks, 25 to the Blackhawks, 24. That's why they get the tiebreaker. Okay? There's other teams right there. Minnesota, 52. Nashville, 51. But they're three points out of a playoff spot. They're 6-4-0 in their last 10. The big question is, how will they handle this stretch of next month? And we'll get to that later in the week. But it's going to be a very road-heavy month. Here's what I did not know. Robin Leonard and Stan Bowman share an agent. His name is Craig Oster or Oster. They have been discussing 
expectations for a new Robin Leonard contract. That's according to Pierre Lebrun. He also said the Hawks have not indicated that they're interested in trading Leonard, but that the Carolina Hurricanes might be looking to add a goalie and could be interested in Robin Leonard. Again, this is according to Ben Pope's piece in the Chicago Sun-Times from Tuesday. So that move to sign Tompkins is sort of what I suspected. It is an insurance policy. If the Hawks need to call up, let's say they trade Leonard, okay? So then they've got Crawford and Delia at the NHL level. And Crawford gets hurt. Then they got to call up Lankinen. And that's your tandem. They need another goalie in the AHL. I believe that this signing of Matt Tompkins indicates that the Hawks will indeed be moving in in the most likely scenario, will be moving one of the goaltenders at the trade deadline. And here's my question. If they're in it, are they more likely to move Corey Crawford or Robin Leonard? I think if they're in playoff contention, if they're in one of those spots similar to where they are now, maybe they've got the second wildcard spot, maybe they're three or four points out, I think maybe they trade Crawford. Yeah, they're going to get a little bit less in return than they would for Robin Leonard, but they're also going to keep the better goalie and keep those playoff chances alive if they fall out of it, which could happen based on February's schedule. Again, they have an incredibly road-heavy schedule. They start Saturday the 1st in Arizona, then they're at Minnesota, home against Boston, at Winnipeg, at Edmonton, at Vancouver, at Calgary, at Winnipeg, home against the Rangers, home against the Preds, at Dallas, then the next game is a trade deadline, then at St. Louis, at Tampa, at Florida. They have three home games all month. And there are, there's tough opponents in there. Boston, tough. Arizona plays the Hawks tough as hell. Hawks and Winnipeg are very similar teams. Who knows where the Nashville Predators will be at that point, but you've got Dallas in there too. This is a crucial stretch. But if I'm Stan Bowman... My thought is, at least as of today, as of Wednesday, this is how I'm doing it. If I'm still in the playoff race, I'm going to move Crawford. And I'll move Gustafson so I don't lose him for anything. Hopefully, in one of those deals, you can bring back a puck-moving defenseman with an expiring contract, like a Mike Green from Detroit, for instance. Or maybe you just make another trade. You know, trade away a, a low draft pick to bring in a veteran on an expiring deal so you don't lose a lot when Gustafson goes. You find a guy to plug in on the power play and go for it. That's my plan as of now. Again, in a week, it could be totally different. And then a week after that, it could totally come back to this plan again. That's why I do not envy Stan Bowman's position. He's in a really tough spot. And that added element of not only are you trying to do what's best for the team, You've also got to keep your job or do what you can to keep your job. And Stan Bowman's best chance at keeping his job is making the playoffs. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. Follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona. There's 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, and most importantly, 75 degree weather it's absolutely absolutely gorgeous in arizona during spring training the food there as i mentioned is tremendous i've got a secret spot that i'm wondering whether or not i should share with the audience i think i'm going to keep it to myself 
But man, it's just one of the many, many great places to eat in Arizona. But go visit some of their craft breweries as well. Four Peaks, Angel Trumpet, Angel's Trumpet, Alehouse, Goldwater Brewing Company. It's known for its incredible landscapes and thrilling outdoor adventures. Check off must-see destinations from your bucket list like the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Horseshoe Bend, and Tucson. Arizona has tons of stuff for kids to do and see like wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and dude ranches. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team, every day, Jay Zawoski with you here. Thank you for tuning in. I've been looking at the download numbers for this week, this bye week, and you guys have not gone anywhere, and I greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much for sticking with the podcast during the break here. Hopefully you've enjoyed some of the guests we've had on. I'm, I'm going to try to add a guest or two by the end of the week uh, and sort of catch up on things. I was hoping to get one of the guys from The Athletic on the show Scott Powers, Mark Lazarus, but I, w- I want to respect their space and their time off. But if you missed it today, they wrote a really interesting piece together in The Athletic. And I- I've said over and over again how much I love The Athletic. Any sports fan should pony up the few bucks to join The Athletic. It is excellent coverage. It's ad-free. It's such a tremendous resource for sports fans and journalists because I-, I find it is the best and most creative content. The piece they wrote today was titled, To Boo or Not to Boo, Jeremy Colleton. And I thought this was very interesting. And this is something that I've touched on both my podcasts a little bit lately. And it's well publicized that in early November, I called for Jeremy Colleton's job. This was before the change in system. This was before things had turned around. The Hawks looked like they were worse off than they were last year. There was infighting. The players were unhappy. The coaches were unhappy. Everything was sort of going to crap. In that moment. And then things sort of turned around. And now I find myself, and, I, and maybe not so much me as Hawks fans, struggling with this. Do you, and this is sort of a, I gave you a homework assignment for last week's Talk Back Tuesday, so I'm going to give you a new one here. You've got a couple days to think about it. Get it sent out, lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com, or of course the voicemail, 708 652 Are you rooting for the Hawks to make... What are you rooting for more? Let's put it this way. Are you rooting for the Hawks to make the playoffs? Are you rooting for Jeremy Cowton and Stan Bowman to lose their jobs? That, to me, is a big question. Because I think if they make the playoffs, especially considering the way this season began, they will be able to justify keeping both of those guys around. Now... The odds the Blackhawks are going to win the Stanley Cup are very small, right? But there is value to having a young team, and that's what the Blackhawks are, a young team, go through a playoff series, experience what that's like, feel the pace, feel the speed, feel the intensity. And yeah, there's a lot of veterans that have done it hundreds of times. But think about that experience for an 18-year-old Kirby Doc for what is Boquist, 20 years old? I'm sorry, Doc just turned 19, Bogus is 20. Young players, Alex Nylander, to play in some playoff games, which could be a scary thing. I think there's value in that. And here's the other thing. If this team makes the playoffs, after everything that's happened this season, with Shaw, Saad, Strom, Seabrook, 
DeHaan, Murphy, all these guys missing significant time this season, if they find a way to make the playoffs and battle back, does it does it make sense to fire Jeremy Cowden? Hasn't he earned, right? Hasn't he sort of done the impossible? And hasn't he done well enough to, to make you at least give him one more year of a look? I don't know. I'm still struggling with it. But I feel like, look, if I asked you t- two months ago, and I said, look, these players are going to be injured. What do you expect at the end of the season? You'd say, last place, second to last place, total sale at the trade deadline, etc. And of course, that can still happen. It can still happen because there's a really tough road ahead, which I just outlined. But if I told you they were going to make the playoffs, you'd have to give some respect to Jeremy Cowton for that, right? And I'm pointing the thumb at myself. If I'm blaming him for everything going wrong early in the season, I also need to give him some credit. And when I say everything, I mean that hyperbolically, not literally everything. But when I say what, if, if he has success, I've got to give him credit. And I think Jeremy Cowton does deserve some credit. He was willing to change. He was able to change. And if you read this Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus article, it lays it out very well. The reason the Hawks started off the season the way they did was they were trying to minimize the scoring chances against them. They were trying to commit defensively because he knew the roster he had, but it didn't work. It actually backfired. They spent so much time in their own zone, and there was no offense being generated at all. That extra forward in the in the zone, it, it just didn't work. And whoever story you want to believe that Cowton did it on his own or that there was a meeting to tell Cowton to do it, it doesn't matter. The, the what, ha- what matters is it was done. The change was made. And things have been unmistakably better since those changes were made. Now, here's the question. And this is what some people, when I sort of alluded to this on Twitter today, said was, well, I mean, look at who they've played. It's been a, a home-heavy schedule. It's been not great opponents. So, yeah, they they should have been winning those games, right? That's why this is such a huge, huge month for the Blackhawks. And I'm curious what you think, the Lockdown Black, Blackhawks listener thinks. Let me know. 708-653-0572, lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com, or to send me a tweet at LO underscore Blackhawks. If this team makes the playoffs despite everything they've been through. You've got to at least consider keeping him around. And look, Gerard Gallant was fired, what, two weeks ago? If he was in the Blackhawks' plans, it probably would have happened by now. This would have been the time to do it, right? This would have been the time to bring in a new coach, let him practice with the team. I know it's not the normal schedule, but you can ease him in get him in the building, all those things. If they were going to make a change, this would be the time to do it. So it doesn't look like Gerard Gallant is on the Blackhawks' radar as of now. Now, if everything falls apart next month and they want to make a change in the offseason, it's doubtful he'll still be there, but it doesn't feel like the Blackhawks are really looking forward to making a move at this point. And you got to ask yourself, and I want to know from you, if this team makes the playoffs, and they don't get absolutely embarrassed in the playoffs. Let's say they 
losing six games or seven games to a better team, right? They'd probably have to match up against one of the best teams in the league. St. Louis, Colorado, whoever, right? If they don't completely embarrass themselves, do you give Jeremy Cowton another year? And if you do that, and this might be the, the, the hanging point for a lot of people, if you do that, you kind of have to keep Stan Bowman too, don't you? Hey, if you've been a listener of this podcast, by the way, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On Blackhawks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Hawks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Blackhawks fans and a predominantly male audience that's well-educated, with disposable income, then put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. I can tell you that from my other podcast. They love it. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day, Jay Zawoski with you here. Uh, a couple little things I wanted to get to uh, while I've got some time to sort of stretch my legs here and discuss some other things. Uh, first and foremost, this came out on Tuesday. Former Blackhawks goalie Eddie Belfour. Uh, was arrested. Um, not great. The mug shot is one of those mug shots you're going to remember forever. It's Eddie Belfour sort of smiling or laughing maniacally. Here's the report uh, obtained by the Bowling Green Daily News. It says the 54-year-old Belfour was manifestly under the influence of alcohol to a point he was a danger to himself and others. Belfour was found on the second floor of the Kentucky Grand Hotel and Spa clutching a curtain rod that had been ripped out of the drywall above a window next to him. The subject was kicking the spa door while he was laying on the ground. The, rec- the citation reveals that the Carmen Manitoba native was not compliant with officers. The initial 911 caller claimed Belfour had been drinking on the first floor of the building before attempting to fight a hotel employee and striking a window in anger. Oy. This is bad. And I, you know, I, I, I think this players of that era have like if they played now (laughs) there'd be a lot revealed I think that's very common for guys that played in the 80s and 90s in hockey drinking was part of the game and look it still is part of the game cocaine is still a huge part of the game uh and it's an issue that the league needs to address and and it's something that I am not equipped to handle conversationally because I just I I I like to stay in my lane as best as I can uh but hopefully this is sort of a one-off thing for Eddie I know he's been doing Pretty, he's had some good success with his new whiskey that him and his son have been making together. Uh, it's gotten good reviews. He's had like a really good social media presence promoting the thing. It looks great. Uh, I'm not ex- obviously there's no excuse for this behavior, but what I'm saying is I hope this is not the sign of some sort of larger problem for Eddie. Maybe he just had too much to drink and it got away from him. But uh, let's hope that he can get this straightened out. And it doesn't become a big problem for him. One of my favorite players ever. And I'd hate to see him sacrifice what he'd worked so hard to build 
in this whiskey company. We had him on 670 The Score a few months ago, and he sold off like his entire classic car collection. I think he said something like $6 million worth he sold off to fund this whiskey company. So hopefully uh, Eddie can get it together and, uh, you know, and, and, and make things right. And, and this doesn't become a long-term sort of repeated issue for him. So thinking about Eddie Belfour, uh, thank God no one was hurt uh, while he did this. Uh, boy, it's uh, it was kind of a, a scary thing to see when you look up at the computer screen. You see Eddie Belfour mugshot, and he's looking a little bit crazy, a little bit out of it. Uh, hopefully he gets his uh, ducks in a row and figures things out here. One more thing I want to mention, too, and I know – this is a couple days old, and uh, this Kobe Bryant thing—it's got—it's got me thinking a lot. And I'm a father first and foremost. That's my most important job. It's the thing I actually think I'm best at, um, which isn't shocking because I'm not too good at too many things. But I think I am a good dad, and uh, that story really shook me. Um, and I, you know, for those of you that have listened to this podcast and the Madhouse podcast, I've also been going through some stuff. With my father's health, he's doing a lot better. Thank you all for the kind words and everything. But, uh, you know, whatever your opinion is of Kobe Bryant, and it's definitely a complicated um, it's a complicated story because if you go back and you read what happened in Colorado, it's it's not good. It's, it's not. And uh, from all signs, it seems like Kobe, from that moment on, uh, used that as a growing experience, made himself a better man, made himself a better person, made himself a better citizen. And f- from all reports from that moment on, he's done everything. And I am someone that believes in reform. I believe that people can learn from mistakes. It doesn't excuse what may have happened on that evening. And I will always believe victims. Um, but regardless of that, seeing an icon in any sport go that way, especially with a daughter who was so full of life and her future was seemingly so bright in sports or beyond. Uh, It just is sort of a reminder to, um, you know, tell the people that you love that you love them. Just remind them of that all the time because you can't say it enough. I know it's a little bit corny or whatever, but really I've, I've made a point of even in moments where I'm frustrated with my daughter, just as I'm talking to her, give her a hug, right? Or say, hey, you know, I know you're trying your best. Those things matter. Take some time out and, and tell your family and your friends you love them because uh, you might not get that chance again. And I, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before that my sister passed away three years ago this month unexpectedly, and I never got to tell her that. So this month has been kind of a constant reminder of that for me. So it's been on my mind. And I just want to let you know, and you know, it's, it's tragic for his family, for his surviving siblings, for his wife. It's just a terrible, terrible story. So, uh, take an extra minute today and take an extra minute every day just to let those people know that you're thinking about them and that you love them and that you appreciate them. And, uh, no matter where you're at with someone, if you're, you know, going through a tough time, you're arguing, whatever, Make sure you sort of hit that reset button every day if you can. All right, enough of my lecture, enough of my spiel. I'm ready for January to be over. It is, uh, it's been tough for everybody, not just me, but man. All right, let's let's wrap this episode up. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Make sure you do your homework assignment. Tell me, what do you prefer? Hawks make playoffs. Bowman and Cowden uh, are fired. What's more important to you? Let me know. I will set up a Twitter poll at some point on Wednesday as well. You can vote there. Uh, but until next time, thanks for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks. My name is Jay Zawoski. Have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you on Thursday.